0: What are the future trends that are sneaking up on us rapidly? Beasley Media Group Vice President of Programming, Buzz Knight interviews thought leaders of today on new innovations, new methods,
1: new strategies, and new thinking. On this podcast, Healthy
0: Paranoia. Innovation and new thinking is the core priority of this podcast called Healthy Paranoia. And today, we're speaking to the co-founders of the Innovation Lab in Los Angeles, E.C. Morgan and Karen Morgan. The Innovation Lab is the orchestrator between brands, technology, and content creation, and EC and Karen lead the team that fuels the strategy and the content creation. Since we in the audio business need to thrive and survive in the competitive content creation business, I thought we could get some outside our normal thinking lessons to enhance our thought process. Their involvement in brand strategies and new technology is what perked my eyes and ears up. EC and Karen, thanks for joining us today. Tell us about your company. How did it start? And tell us about the types of projects that you and your team are immersed in.
2: Sure. So, we started back in 2001, and we're still at the innovation lab. and. We were kind of early in technology back in the days when there were really not even smartphones and content and video were starting to come out into the marketplace and so we were kind of early in that making lifestyle video content, which then kind of jump us now forward a few years, um, has really moved us into innovation and working in virtual reality, augmented reality, um, little AI. And what we really specialize in at the Innovation Lab is kind of orchestrating in between brands, in between technology companies, and then adding that creative kind of user experience level into whatever our clients are looking for.
0: And some of the clients that uh, you might want to uh, mention here on the podcast?
1: Sure. So, you know, we work with companies, you know, B2B and B2C. Um We've recently started working with a company called Mersion, who's out of the Bay Area. They came out of the Bill and Melinda Gates Education Foundation, and they create an AI avatar that goes within our showroom that we have developed, our VR showroom. So that kind of acts as a brand ambassador. You can use the AI avatar in marketing, or you can use it in customer service. So that's an example of one of the clients that we work with. Another example, or they're actually a partner. Another partner is a company called HTC, and they're out of China, and they have the Vive headset and Vive uh, storefront, and so they do VR content around the world. So that would be an example of of one of the brands that we work with. So uh, we specialize in everything from lifestyle to beauty to fashion to banking and finance and, and innovation, so pretty much all the verticals are you know pretty good. And another client that we just worked with was called the Italian Trade Agency, and they came, they're called ITA, and they're um, a unit of the Italian government, and they promote companies and innovation from Italy all around the world. They have 70 offices, and uh, we did uh, a Program for the Italian Trade Agency at CES, and then they wanted something immersive for South by Southwest in Austin, the music festival last month. So we created a VR showroom for them that brought uh, foresight and information about what they're doing at the at, at the uh, ITA, as well as the companies that they're working with. And they brought over uh, companies in robotics and to innovate like that. And then since South by Southwest was a music festival, they brought 12 uh, music brands and, and acts from Italy, and they had music videos, and they played live uh, at the pavilion of the Italian Trade Agency. And what was fascinating was they had these video walls that had the uh, avatar, and when people walked by, they commented on their shoes or the outfit they were wearing, or did you have a nice day? And they were really surprised that there was a live human behind the avatar that could talk to them. So that was pretty um, pretty innovative. And so those are the kind of uh, companies we work with.
0: Well, can you tell us how you brought your uh, your team together? Obviously, uh, uh, EC and Karen are uh, a, a team in life, um, but uh, how did you bring the rest of your your team together and uh, what was your thought process in the hiring process on, on how you brought that team together?
1: Sure so you know we do a lot of the in so the innovation lab we do a lot of the front end ideation and creative development design and then we have a few development teams overseas that we work with uh, that are very great at the back end and developing minimum viable products. Prototypes to uh, MVPs, POCs, and then we develop out further. And in looking for a team that could deliver, uh, you know, they are on a different time schedule, so they work at night when we're sleeping. So in the morning, we have you know new builds and, and new uh, new development that we can that we can move forward. So we're kind of almost working around the clock in some ways. So that's the way we can kind of iterate fast. And we're a big fan of um, fail fast and rapid prototyping and design and user interface. And then we're also at that stage trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to bring this to market? What are the strategic partners that might be involved in that um, and whatnot? And we're a big fan and we're trying to, you know, pick our team of, you know, working on let's, what's the lowest hanging fruit and what can we do? A lot of the companies we've worked with, we've been working with for you know three to ten to fifteen years, so we've developed a long term relationship with that. And, um, and we try to uh, stay pretty flexible in our thinking, so that's been some of the ways you know we kind of work together with those companies outside. I would say a lot
2: of when we're working with different you know teams or is, it, it's really what are we trying to build and who has the best solution to do that. And because we're an innovation and it's, all, it's a really fast-moving game, and now a lot of different things are coming together at the same time. So someone who specializes in doing you know, a human-talking avatar may be different than someone else who's building a mobile application for a different service. So what we try to do is really look at what are the client mm-hmm. initiatives and objectives and then put the right team behind it to, to deliver uh a property or project in the right
0: way. Your agency has a very uh, strong focus, as you mentioned earlier, in virtual reality as part of a solution for your clients. Um, Can you expand on some of the successful campaigns around VR that you're proud of?
2: Sure. I mean, VR, to me, is still really, really new. And so I would say, you know, the work we've done, you know, we first started in VR doing 360 video, and we created some really beautiful, you know, artistic 360 pieces. But I would say, you know, it, it, I don't think 360 took off the way everybody thought that it would, or virtual reality has even hit the mass consumer yet. So that's that's one of, I would say, a challenge that we have. But in, in seeing the challenges, we also see the opportunity that lies ahead. And what we really see is kind of taking the technology of virtual reality, but creating some different use cases for it. So we've created this showroom, and this is what I would say is a success for us and something that we found some traction in the marketplace in, is kind of creating an infrastructure that brands can come into and then leverage some of their existing assets. Because it's so new, virtual reality, the use cases aren't really there yet. There's not, you know, millions of people with headsets that are using them on a daily basis. So we're sort of in, a, in an early stage of educating the consumer, trying to onboard them into an experience that is is really rather new, right? And how does how does that function? How does the UI? How does the UX work? How wh- what is the what is the outcome? Are we just trying to wow them with a the marketing play? Are we trying to engage them that they're actually going to shop? How do you bring them back every day? And I would say we're we're still kind of in the process, as a lot of people in this space are, of really defining what is that and how does it work
1: and how do we make it a success one of the, the, the success has been around a lot of these luxury brands are trying to figure out you know how to market and they relate to digital and so in playing catch-up and going through you know the retail apocalypse that's been taking place everybody's looking at their marketing channels and you're seeing a lot of innovation take place on storefronts and you have you know, Nordstrom's looking at 3,000 square foot stores that are um, almost like a hub to bring clients in and then almost like customize the shopping experience for them. So we see, you know, everything from pop up shops and, and these different formats that the retail clients are doing. And to me, the VR showroom that we have built has garnered a lot of interest and clients because of the opportunity to reach the customer in a different channel that could be very significant in the future. And they're doing a lot of testing to see how that's gonna play out and, and be early to this new revolution that's taking place. So I, you see a lot of you know people playing around in the sandbox and trying to figure it out. And um, it, it, so that's kind of a lot of times what we do.
0: Take us inside your creative process. We're now inside your boardroom. You're in a strategic session trying to work on something for a client solution. How does that process unfold and what can we learn from how you harness the best creative ideas?
1: Sure. So, you know, my background is research and from Wall Street days and industry. So, I, you know, once we... Identify a brand that we're working with or in collaboration with we basically do a bunch of research on you know what they're currently doing what is the industry looking like what is what is the you know key performance indicators that they're trying to do so you know getting all that research is kind of the first step to try to understand the industry and the vertical and the opportunity. And then it's, in some ways, you know, when you're working with the white space and the ideation phase, is trying to, you know, what would make the biggest impact for them on the lowest hanging fruit that could eventually be something that could, you know, boil the ocean eventually, but what is something that we can move on now to kind of show traction and and move the project forward and a lot of times it's a lot of design and and prototyping and and trying to you know get comfortable in the uncomfortable and that's something you know Karen is very excellent at and um, she's really the brainchild between a lot of the creative ideas.
2: I mean, I guess my process is, is to start with the research and to start with, you know, what is the, you know, kind of work backwards. What is, what is the win? What are the goals? And what is the success? And so if we understand what are our goals first, then we can kind of work backwards in the creative process and say, now how do we get there? And, you know, a lot of it, you know, as a create on the business side of things, you have to be very practical. I make a lot of decks. I make a lot of presentations and keynotes, and I try to really work through, you know, as you see mentioned before, really rapid, rapidly prototyping things and getting that going. And then on the creative side, you know, I sort of have to sleep on it, right? I have to look at what we're trying to do and go outside or go to the beach or figure it out in another way that's maybe not just you know, sitting right in my computer trying to do it. You know, that's where sort of the the genius and the subconscious meets the business initiatives and the objectives. Kind of have to let let go a little bit to let the creative come
0: through. (laughs) Lastly, how can our business of radio learn from the Innovation Lab and even potentially in the future collaborate with uh, your many great assets?
1: I think to me the customer is... You know, and getting the, the customers in the user experience is, is, is so important. So you think about you know the customers that BBGI has, and the audience that they have, and then figuring out the audience that you know that you reach is a very highly educated um, audience that brands want to get in front of. So, you know, what could we do in kind of three D immersive content that your advertisers can take advantage of and offer them a multi platform solution? I see you know a lot of broadcast companies, radio stations, publishers, they're all looking at how do we use the immersive channel as a as as marketing and then revenue generation and I think, you know, that is something we're all trying to look at, and uh, that would be fun to look at and see how we could collaborate on that.
2: Every business, in my opinion, needs to just stay at the core of their business. In you know, radio, you tell stories, you play music, you listen, people are listening to learn something from you. So it's keeping that core focus and then figuring out how does the future of technology leverage our core focus? And I think it's like just just learning how to implement what your core business is into the new technology, and and figuring out what your audience likes. Again, just testing it out. And it's funny when I when I
1: saw your name, Healthy Paranoia, I thought about that saying, you know, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable, which is it's not necessarily easy, but it's it, I think it's it's a must for you know trying to play in this new technology world.
0: EC and Karen, I really appreciate you joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We enjoyed it.
0: Innovation and strategic thinking come in all forms, and we need to challenge ourselves and be inspired by new methods outside of our traditional world. Thanks to EC and Karen Morgan for motivating that thinking and forcing us to realize there is a healthy paranoia. On the next episode, we'll talk with Andreas Mai, the EVP of Market Development and Innovation for Keolis North America, about autonomous driving and the evolution of transportation. Thanks for listening to Healthy Paranoia with Buzz Knight. Steady production guidance provided by Boston Beasley Media Group's Mark Clark.